I've always had a fascination with the Great Pyramid over four decades. Here's a picture of me leading a tour earlier this year. So through Contacts in Egypt, I wanted uh, students in America to get a first-hand account of the Egyptian Revolution of 2011, where Hosni Mubarak, the dictator of 30 years, was being overthrown. And so uh, Sharif, uh, from Egypt, uh, came to teach and tour in the U.S. So through an agreement with the State Department, here he is in an American classroom. And then there was this Thursday, it was the third speech for Mubarak, and everybody thought that it was the end and he was going to say I'm stepping down but then he started his speech by I am going to I am going to I am willing to and he's talking about the future as if he's the president like I'll make sure to punish everyone I'll make sure to restore stability I'll make sure to allow for democracy and everybody was frustrated and then he said now I'll give more jurisdiction or more powers to my vice president and it was like that you appointed two weeks ago. So, uh... Okay, so uh, Sharif told those students about how the revolution was in Egypt, and how did he know about how the revolution was? Well, uh, let's look at this video with Sharif in action at Tahir Square. You can see the Egyptian museum in the background there. And here is Sharif outside the museum making history. Well, uh, this revolution, for all the good uh, that it brought, one thing it did was it ruined tourism. So the cab drivers, the cabin owners, the hostel owners, just their businesses went belly up. People were, were starving. So something had to be done. So was it safe to go back to Egypt? Well, Zahi Was uh, took the courage to try and get a tour up in 2014. He had been thrown out uh, through the revolution as the Minister of Antiquities, and I knew if I wanted to get some of these sites, like between the paws of the Sphinx, where I am right here, I needed to go with him. So I signed up with Zahi. It was, uh, it was a risk, uh, but we made the front page of the Cairo New York Times two times that week. You know, tourism is back. We had 90 people from different walks of life. So uh, Zahi said to me, to Larry, let the pyramids guide you. And so I founded the American Institute for Pyramid Research and have been doing research in Giza and going there and studying and uh, just loving every minute of it, really. So he asked me to sit next to him at the big banquet at the end of our time together. Uh, I must say, though, that my relationship with Zahi is uh, very stormy and volatile. And, uh, you know, enough said about that, perhaps. So I took a team uh, on... Uh, the the autumnal well, equinox. That's a significant moment on and, the Giza uh, plateau. Studied the coffer in the king's chamber there. So come tour with me sometime in Egypt. So the Great Pyramid embodies uh, the constants pi, phi, and many others. A miniature of Earth. It's supremely oriented. The Grand Gallery is the uh, most amazing corbel architecture in the world. Um, the trial passages right uh, near the Great Pyramid. Here I'm teaching about them on that tour. They're amazing. Um, it's incredible when you see it. So the Great Pyramid is the only pyramid in Egypt with upper passageways. It's the only pyramid with air shafts. It's the only one of the seven wonders of the ancient world still standing, and it's the largest pyramid in the world, the pinnacle of pyramid uh, building technology in the third and fourth dynasties. Now, there's two sides that interpret, especially the age and the building of the Great Pyramid. There's uh, 
Dr. Wass and Dr. Mark Lehner are probably the two most visible faces of Egyptology, and they, of course, say the Egyptians built these pyramids in the Fourth Dynasty. That side is to be juxtaposed with the alternative researchers, uh, Robert Bavall, Graham Hancock, and others, who say that the pyramids were built by either a technologically advanced civilization, now gone, or by aliens. Those are basically the two camps. Okay, so uh, here's a, a blending of the two camps. You've got Dr. Zahi Was, and uh, this is before the revolution. He was the Minister of Antiquities, and he invited these guys who had said that the cartouches in the relieving chambers above the king's chamber were fakes. You know, this is uh, John Anthony West, Robert Paval, and Graham Hancock who were with Zahi. And, uh, and so Hawass said, why don't you come on up? And he gave him a day up there to, you know, study those things. And all three of these men came away saying that the cartouches were real. Well, that's a story for another day. So there's the two sides. So here's some things that various alternative researchers have said about the great Pyramid. David Childress, a famous uh, alternative researcher, wrote The Technology of the Gods. He talks about the tremendous numbers that appear in the Great Pyramid. We've talked about the pi and phi constant. Uh, Robert Grant, a current researcher, has found that uh, the Vesica Pisces is in uh, the coffer in the King's Chamber and the King's Chamber itself. There's an alpha and omega there. Here's a top view showing you've got square root of 2, square root of 5, square root of 3 showing up in the coffer in the King's Chamber. Uh, Alan Green, uh, an associate of uh, Robert Grant's, has shown that uh, the Vitruvian man of da Vinci foreknew the Great Pyramid, or foreknew things that others supposedly found later about the Great Pyramid, having to do with numbers. Uh, so there's the Great Pyramid and the Vitruvian man. Okay, Michael Denon, a physicist from uh, University of California, Irving, says that the Great Pyramid is the most perfectly oriented building in the world. It's four sides pointing almost directly to true north, south, east, and west. Incredible. And he even mentions, Denon mentions, that the little bit that it's off could be due to the precession of the equinoxes. Scott Crichton, an author I really like, uh, don't really like his book, The Great Pyramid Hoax, uh, but he talks about those cartouches that I showed the picture of near the beginning here. But Scott Crichton says that... Uh, the Great Pyramid is located at the center of the world's landmass, and not just on the latitude and the longitude stripe, which most people who make this claim say, but he also shows that if you take the diagonals through the Great Pyramid, they also touch more land than any other set of diagonals from any other spot on Earth. So incredible, the Great Pyramid located at the center of the world's landmass. How does that happen? Uh, I watch David Wilcock on his YouTube channel a lot. He wrote The Ascension Mysteries. He says that the cubit, which was used in building the Great Pyramid, is the 125th million part of the polar radius, the polar diameter, excuse me, of the Earth. Now, how could that be? How could there be a direct relationship between the measures in the Great Pyramid and planet Earth? Freddie Silva, who looks at the uh, divine meaning in, in monuments uh, all around the world, uh, who wrote the Divine Blueprint, says, uh, he points out what others have noticed, that the uh, the side of the Great Pyramid is 365.242 cubits long, and that's how many days there are in a tropical year. Unbelievable. Uh, Giorgio Tsoukalos, Tsoukalos, excuse me, Giorgio Tsoukalos, the publisher of Legendary Times, shows this incredible fact, that if you take 
the uh, the GPS coordinate for the Great Pyramid, its northern one, it's 29.97, almost 30 degrees north latitude, 29.9792458. That's just look on Google Earth. That's what it says. The speed of light, 299,792, 458 meters per second. Unbelievable. The same number. How does that relationship happen? Well, for all these different amazing things that have been said about the Great Pyramid. Here's what Giorgio uh, says. You can't just dismiss all of this as pure coincidence. So there's the rub. You can't dismiss it as coincidence. Now, the Egyptologists, what did they say about all these incredible uh, revelations that are in the Great Pyramid? Well, they usually don't acknowledge them. But when they do, it's usually with the word, if they acknowledge them at all, with of coincidence. So the alternative researchers don't think it's coincidence, but here is now where you are going to have to make your decision. What's your conclusion? Because if it's not coincidence, then what is it? And that is the question we all need to look into. And this channel will certainly delve more deeper into that. Well, I'm getting ready to revamp my channel. Um, I'm hoping I can get some new subscribers, some new watch hours. Uh, I, I try and look at things that others aren't looking at. Uh, I travel regularly to Giza. Uh, I presented uh, a paper at the uh, RC convention, the American Research Center in Egypt, about the trial passages. I've written a book uh, called Enoch, which is about the Orion correlation theory extended and uh, currently studying uh, some of the sacred geometry in, in the Giza Plateau and uh, the Vitruvian Man uh, drawn by da Vinci and some of the amazing things revealed there and a handful of other things. So I hope if you're interested that you'll stay with me. Thanks for watching.